Hello everyone. Welcome to Teenage Talks. I'm your host, Dr. Chaya Nair. Excited to be with you every fortnight. Today, I have selected an important topic for you. Let me start with a story. Once upon a time, there was a Dutch merchant who had a good collection of diamonds and used to proudly exhibit it to his customers. So once he wanted a special diamond to add to his collection, so a dealer in New York had that diamond and he invited him to go and have a look at it. So Dutch merchant flew to New York and the owner invited him, welcomed him and assigned a, the best diamond expert to seal the transaction. The diamond expert explained to him all the details, the color, the cut, clarity, etc. for about half an hour. After that, diamond merchant decided not to buy the diamond. So while he was going out, the owner met him and said, Sir, can I show you the diamond once again? He said, okay. So the owner took the diamond in his hand, looked at it lovingly and explained the beauty of the diamond and why it is so special. Can you imagine what happened? The Dutch merchant bought the diamond. So what is the difference? Can you guess why it happened? Because the owner had interpersonal skills. So that brings us to the question, what are interpersonal skills? Interpersonal skills are a set of skills which will help you to navigate your life successfully. To tell us more about this interpersonal skill, we have a person who deals with people of all ages, from children to adults, day in and day out. He is the chairman of Banjara Academy and he conducts many courses, the most important being Diploma in Counseling Skills. He is an eloquent speaker and sought after by various establishments in Bangalore. He is an author and he had written so many books on human behavior. Without much ado, I welcome Dr. Ali Kwaja. Hi Ali, good evening Ali. Very good evening. I'm happy that you're on my show. Yes, my pleasure. Ali, tell us what is an interpersonal skill? Interpersonal skill is a skill which helps us to interact with others. Human beings are social animals. None of us, barring maybe some sannyasis who uh, you know want to go away to the top of the Himalaya, 99% of us interact with people. So whether we like it or not, we have got our closest people, our family members. We've got our extended family. We've got our neighbors. We've got our classmates. We've got you know people whom we meet in the daily course. With all these people, we have to interact. The efficiency with which, the effectivity with which we interact with these people to the maximum advantage of ourselves and to please others and keep them also happy. This is what I would in simply define as interpersonal skills. What are the different types of interpersonal skills for students? Yes. Students, as they grow up, have to realize that their world is expanding beyond their immediate circle. When you were small, you at the most had to, you know, first initially deal only with your parents or 
sibling or some somebody else who was there at home. Then when you started going to school, you had to learn how to interact with teachers, with classmates, etc. Now, as you grow up, your world starts expanding. When you move from school to college, for example, you go to a completely new set of people, not only the teachers, the interaction, the different ways you interact with people from school to college. You may probably have an entirely new set of uh, uh, friends. And as you develop or uh, you are given more and more freedom to move out and go independently, you start dealing with different types of people on your own. When you were small, you were always escorted by some elders and all that. And they decided how to go, even going and placing an order in a restaurant or buying something from the shop. It was they who were doing it. Now, today, if you want to do it, like you heard the example just now about that diamond uh, uh, merchant. Tomorrow, if you need to buy something, you need to sell something, including if you need to sell yourself, which is very, very important. People will accept you the same way as that uh, you know, person accepted the diamond only when he was convinced suddenly that here seems to be something unusual and there is something for me. The same way people will accept you only if they feel that you have something to offer them. Your parents, your nearest people accepted you unconditionally. Even if you threw tantrums, even if you are short-tempered, they still tolerated you and the relationship went on. But it is not going to be as you enter into adulthood. Life is going to be completely different and relationships are going to be different. And that is why developing interpersonal skills is one of the very crucial aspects of entering into the adult world. What are the different types of interpersonal skills? What, what are all the skills that are included under that heading? Yeah, there are so many things, you know, people think that somehow interpersonal skills seems to be only being able to talk well, for example, and they say, oh, he talks so well, so he's got the skills. But that's only the tip of the iceberg. In fact, I would say that being able to listen to people and understand people is not only as important, maybe more important than how well you can talk. So talking to people listening to uh, people, understanding what is going on in the mind of the other person, what we call as empathy. You know, in simple terms, they say putting yourself in the other person's shoes. So to be able to understand why this person is behaving this way, somebody is okay with you, somebody is very rude to you, somebody ignores you, somebody tries to get too close to you. In all these factors, the skill to be able to understand the why behind the what. What is the person doing? He's being nice to me. He's being rude to me. He's ignoring me. Why is he doing that? That, I feel, is one of the most important uh, you know, skills in order to build up good relationships. And nothing affects your life so much as good relationships with people. So you say that the set of skills include listening, empathy, communication yes. skills, emotional yes. intelligence. Yes, absolutely. And what else? What else? Even a simple thing like, you know, being aware of your own emotions and managing your emotions, the first two pillars of emotional intelligence, self-awareness 
That is being aware of how I am feeling right now. I come across a lot of people who are not even aware when they get angry. They don't realize when they are jealous. So what happens? The way they interact with others puts off the other person. And the other person does not respond or the other person reacts very negatively. And this person is wondering, why did this happen? I had no intentions. But since I was not aware of my own emotion, I was feeling depressed. I was feeling excited. I was feeling jealous. I was feeling this way or that way. So becoming aware. And perhaps even more important as the next step is the skill of managing your emotions. Because all your actions are based on your emotions. We don't even give significance to it. How you behave with others depends on what you are feeling at that time. If you are feeling bored, you behave in a different way. If you are feeling excited, you behave in a different way. If you are feeling attracted to somebody, you behave in a different way. If you are feeling disgusted or irritated with somebody, you behave in a different way. But if you develop this skill, which we call as management of emotions, your own emotions, you are able to interact with people in the correct manner. Of all the skills, which do you think is the most important? I am not very sure whether I can put any one of them as the number one. But yes, as I told you about empathy, no? one is being aware of yourself and being uh, aware of your emotions and all these things. But at the same time, in order to really develop interpersonal skills and successfully interact with people, I think perhaps the most important is this thing called empathy. And it's a very misunderstood concept. For example, empathy is not even an emotion. Empathy is a skill. And empathy has got nothing to do with, as some people misunderstand, sympathy. Sometimes people talk, you know, in the same manner. Oh, you should have empathy and sympathy for others. No, these are two completely different things. Sympathy is an emotion. It's a feeling which comes and goes. Empathy is a skill which you can consciously and regularly keep building up over a period of uh, time. And empathy, as I mentioned earlier, is simply the skill by which you can ascertain what is going on in the mind of the person, looking beyond his actions and his words to understand his intentions, his emotions. What are his aspirations and what are his frustrations? What are his feelings? The more I understand that, the easier it becomes for me to deal with any type of people. And remember that empathizing with you know, somebody very close to you, your classmates or your best friends, is not difficult. Having the skill of empathy to be able to understand people who are very different from you. Take a generation gap for that matter. Why do we constantly keep talking about generation gap? Because youngsters do not make sufficient attempt to understand why their parents are, you know, behaving in a particular manner and vice versa. Many parents do not even make an effort to understand why my child is behaving this way. They only look at the actions and they're based whatever their you know, reactions or their discipline or whatever it is based on that. So perhaps you know, while there are equally important uh, 
uh, skills. But if, since you specifically mentioned which I feel is the most important, maybe I would give the number one slot to developing this skill called empathy. Okay, you are you have empathy, but if you do not have a communication skill, how do you express your empathy? Yeah. So don't you think it is the most important skill? Communication it is skill. Follow up of the empathy. Because if I have very good communication skill, but I do not understand what's going on in the mind of the other person. Let's take a simple thing like public speaking. Innumerable people say, I can't speak in public. I can't speak on the stage. One to one, I can talk to anybody. But you put me on the stage and I get stage fright and I can't uh, uh, speak. I would put it this way, that if you empathize with your audience, when I'm asked to speak on the stage, the first thing that I do is not start preparing on the topic, but start preparing on the audience. Who is the people? What are their expectations? What is their attention span? What is their attitude towards certain uh, topics? The more I understand that, the easier it becomes for me to be able to just simply go and talk without even putting in too much effort. But yes, I do agree with you that communication skill is as important perhaps as empathizing skill because as you rightly said, what's the point in having empathy when you cannot express your empathy to others? And this can apply even at a one-to-one level. You have a close relationship, you have a family member or somebody and you do empathize but you don't express and this is one thing which I've seen in close quarters among families, particularly for example when children are growing up and when they have come to adolescence. I know of innumerable adolescents who say, I love my mom, I love my dad, I do anything for them, I have highest regard for them, but I keep getting into fights with them. Inevitably, we get into arguments. And maybe the parents have more or less the same feeling. I love my child more than anything else in this world, but I can't tolerate this, I can't accept that. I don't know why my child behaves in this manner. You know, when somebody says, I don't know why he behaves like this, you're actually surrendering. You, When you say, I don't know why, you can find out why. No? If I say, I don't know where that particular locality or that shop or that city is, what do I have to do? I have to find out. Fine. Then I will know where that uh, place is. So in the same manner, please do not you know, surrender by saying, I don't know why my XYZ is behaving in this manner. You can find out why. And here again, as Dr. Chaya said, the communication skill comes in. There are times when it is better to make that effort to communicate and understand. Then your understanding and your empathy goes up even uh, more. Why did you do this? Why are you angry with uh, me? What is it that is upsetting you? Which aspect of my behavior is making you feel this way? Sometimes even having that open communication and being able to understand. But here comes a very important uh, thing which I keep on emphasizing. More than being able to talk, you should learn the skill of being able to listen. Somehow I feel listening is a more difficult but a more useful skill when it comes to interpersonal uh, you know, interactions. The more you listen to the other person, 
the more you can understand what is going on in his mind and therefore you know how to respond. Sometimes people are a little impulsive. When somebody is talking to me, and particularly if that somebody is saying something which I do not agree with or which is irritating me or which I find is, you know, not okay with me, you know what we do? We react. Before the person has completed the sentence, we have already started formulating the sentence that we are going to say. That is a fundamental mistake. Because if you start focusing on what I am going to tell the other person, you actually stop listening. Your mind is now focused on what is the defense that I am going to give? What is the explanation or what is the argument or whatever it is? Once I understand that, then it becomes easier for me. So, as I said, listening is an important uh, um, skill. And when you are listening, you should listen with all your mind and heart. At the end of what you have listened, you have to say something back, isn't it? Take your time. Ask for time. Say, you just told me something. Let me please think over what you have said and then I will respond to you. Believe me, what you are going to be responding is going to be far more effective because fundamentally you are giving a response. You are not giving a reaction. People who react to other people, their activities, their actions, their words, inevitably mess up the relationship. But if you respond to the person, and that too if you respond after due diligence of listening patiently to what the person had said. You know, adding to the speaking and listening, I would even add another interpersonal skill, that is the way you question people. Sometimes somebody's questioning can put me off and make me angry. Sometimes somebody's questioning may help me to explain better, to talk better, to think better. So if you learn the skill of how to ask the correct questions. In questions, for example, we have close-ended questions, we have leading questions, and we have open-ended questions. Close-ended questions. What is your name? Where do you study? Which class are you in? Which school do you go to? Do you have brothers and sisters? How many? Brother or sister? What is their age? Are they elder or younger than you? Did you notice that I asked one dozen questions? And what does the listener do when I ask such questions? The listener has no choice but to give specific, short, monosyllabic answers. What is your name? My name is Ali. Which class are you studying in? First year BSc. Which college are you in? St. Joseph's College. You see how the answers go? Now the communication is not taking place. You're not getting to hear. This is what we call as close-ended questions. Maybe even more harmful are leading questions. Are you not aware that you should have been back at 6.30? Why were you hanging around with those friends who are no good uh, people? So what am I doing? I'm leading the person on. 
and making the person defensive. Person is getting upset with me. Now, what you need to learn is what we call as open-ended questions. Hi, Ali. Good to meet you. Tell me something about yourself. You're a student, no? Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your family. Now, that gives a choice to the person. Not only to give you the information that you wanted, but to expand on it. And at his pace and his choice. I am studying in such and such college, but you know, when I was in school, I was very happy. This college is a little too strict, so I'm really not enjoying it. So you are getting to know a lot about that person because you ask the person an open-ended question. Similarly, when you're doing listening, there is a thing called passive listening. How many people I come across who are chatting with somebody, talking to somebody who's right in front of them and looking into their mobile. It may be a very casual act. You may be just scrolling something or deleting something or whatever it is. But the very fact that I am looking at the screen of my mobile and not into the eyes of the person who is in front of me, and that person is talking, somehow he gets put off. He doesn't feel like continuing to talk. Why? Because you are doing what is known as passive listening. You are involved in other activities while you are supposed to be listening. So what do you do? You build the skill of active listening. Put aside something. Maybe you have a couple of very important messages to send on your mobile. Excuse yourself. Tell the person, I'll just shoot off these two messages because they're very important. Or I'll be, my mind will be on that. Once I shoot it off, then I know that I'll be free and I'll be able to talk to you comfortably. So take that little time, send off that message. Tell the person that I'm putting it on silent so that you know nobody will disturb our conversation and then start talking. So what are you doing? You're doing active listening. You're showing the person that you are important to me and I'm giving all my attention to you. Now, if you want to enhance your listening skill further, take it up from passive to active and active to supportive listening. Support the emotions of the other person. The other person is saying, this, this, this happened. Oh, that must be worrying. Oh, you must have got very upset when that happened. Oh, congratulations. Wonderful. You have achieved this. So what are you doing? You are not just actively listening, but you are supporting the emotions of the person. And here, let me clarify, you don't necessarily have to support the actions of the person. You only have to support the emotions of the person. So this is another wonderful skill, which will really get you excellent relationships. So after listening to you, I feel that active listening is the most important skill of all the skills. Yes. Then definitely. comes the empathy and then communication skills. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you agree with me that active listening is the most important skill, which many people yes, do not have. It really goes a long way. In fact, I would like to quote Dale Carnegie. You know, Dale Carnegie was very, yeah. very famous for his books like How to Win Friends and Influence People. Billions of copies of that book were sold and he was extremely popular in what he used to talk, etc. Okay? Now, Dale Carnegie had a very simple mantra 
by which he helped people to develop uh, better uh, relationships. He said, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in the other person than you can in two years by trying to get the other person interested in you. Spend two months trying to understand the person. Instead of spending two years trying to convince the person and making that person get interested in you. I may have a hundred capabilities. I may have a hundred talents and skills. Nobody is interested, frankly. So if I go on telling, you know, I'm very good at that. You know, I'm capable of this. You know, at the most, you know what people will do? They will take advantage of my skill and say, oh, you know that. Then why don't you help me in that? Why don't you pass on that? Why don't you do this? But they will not build a warm and, you know, a close relationship. But if I take interest in the person, when I meet that person, I start asking the person, how was your day? What are you doing? Oh, the summer has come up. You have come from a long distance. I hope, you know, it was okay walking in the heat and coming over here. How do you commute? You have your own vehicle. No, you have to depend on public transport. So what are you doing? You are taking interest in the other person. And if you do that consistently, like Dale Carnegie said, two months maybe, what happens is that that person becomes your best friend. That person has a very positive regard for you. That person is willing to go out of the way to be nice to you. What is the role of parents in building these skills in children? Oh, yes. <laughs> More or less the same thing uh, would apply. Number one here again, yeah, I'm uh, glad you pointed it out. I would say parents more than anything else you do with your child, please listen to your child. Active listen. Don't be cooking in the kitchen and say, yeah, yeah tell me what was uh, happening to you. Or don't fiddle with the mobile while you are uh, you know, listening to them. So active listening of your child. And along with that, do not contradict, interrupt, or put down the child. Whatever he or she may be saying, doesn't matter. Your child may be coming and talking to you about something which you do not approve of. Fine. First, allow the child to talk, to complete whatever he or she wants to tell. It is not just the facts or the incidents that the child is telling you. It is the emotions coming out. I was very angry with Rahul, so when he came today, I told him this and then I had a fight and Aditya and I went and we said we are not talking to Rahul, whatever it is. Now, if you are listening, what you are doing is you are validating the emotions of your child. You are showing your child that I have unconditional positive regard for you. I am not condemning you, I am not criticizing you, I am not cutting you short and in interrupting you. Once the child has said everything, then you go on to probe into the emotions. Now, how do you feel about Rahul? Are you still angry with him? And again, keep quiet. That is why I keep coming back to this listening factor. The other, as I've already told, empathy. You will have growing youngsters behaving in a manner which you don't approve of. Because as you know, adolescence is a phase where a child is looking for an identity. I want to be somebody. I want to have a unique identity of my own. 
And in that exploration, the child may run, the child may fall, the child may falter, the child may go off on a wrong direction and come running back again. It's all part of the growing up process. But if you can have that empathy to allow the little freedom to question, why do you feel this way? I feel you will make a good software engineer or a good doctor or a good lawyer or whatever it is. But you are telling me that you want to be a wildlife photographer. Can you explain why? Can you tell me what attracts you to it? What makes you feel that you will be very successful in it and you will be an accomplished wildlife photographer? I want to understand you. After that, as a parent, you've got the right to take decisions, whether it is discipline, whether it is career, whether it's anything. Finally, the decision is yours. But it is how you do it, which is very, very important, more than anything else. So if you are a parent, Please build up these very basic interpersonal uh, skills, which will help you to build a very good relationship with your uh, child. And believe me, this is the most interesting phase of your life, because your child will never again be an adolescent again. So Once the, role the child of the becomes parent, an adult, that phase is gone. So role of the parents is to actively Sorry? listen role of the parents is to actively listen to their children. That solves many problems. Yes. According yes. to you. Yes. So finally, absolutely, again, you are saying active listening is the most important skill. Uh, Ali, what can the yes. schools do? What can the schools do to impart this I think the schools should go a little beyond curriculum, portions, examinations, and all these things to understand the human aspect of it. Social and emotional learning has been classified as one of the most important areas of the development of a child. So as a school or as a teacher, are you putting efforts to develop the social and emotional you know, skills of a child? The same basic principles apply, whether it is listening, whether it is empathy, whether it is you know, exploring with the child, whether it is responding instead of not reacting. But the primary thing is that if schools can allot some time, and not saying that you cut down on your curriculum or whatever portions have to be covered, but I'm sure some time can be taken off to ensure. The same way as you see, when children go out for sports, for example, or whatever, you know, physical education, you ask children, innumerable children say that that is the best part of the day. Why? Not just because there's physical activity, but there is team spirit, there's something outside the box, there's a change in the environment, there is something where I have to compete or I have to face failure. All these things which are taught by sports, the same way we can expand out. So as a teacher, as a school administrator, if you can start giving some focus to this development of social and emotional learning, it happens Say once in a year when you have an annual day, see how excited children are. They take part in project, they make the poster, they make this arrangement, they do this, they rehearse for a play. So much of learning is taking place in that. Now, why should it be once a year is my question. Can you not please put in some more effort, 5%, 10%, 15% of the total time spent by the child in the school? Start working towards this is my request to every educator. 
So create some activities where they work together so they develop a team spirit, etc. And Absolutely. maybe encourage them to talk more and express their opinions. And Very think, important. Think out of the box. And some yes. of these things which schools can do. Yes. What are the benefits of these interpersonal skills? You just summarize. Interpersonal, so if yes. a child has interpersonal skills, what are the benefits? Yes. See, having interpersonal skills, as I told you, helps you to build better relationships. And if you understand that all your happiness, fulfillment, joy will to a great extent depend on how good your relationships with people are, starting with your nearest and dearest, but also expanding out even to a shopkeeper or an auto rickshaw driver whom you meet for a few minutes, it makes a difference. If you have not learned this interpersonal uh, skill, you may get into arguments or you may become very submissive and you won't know how to be assertive with people. Somebody can bully you. Somebody can browbeat you. Life can become very, very sad. And as I said, as you grow up and enter into the adult world, you have to learn to live with your life partner. You have to learn to live perhaps in a new family. You have to learn to live in a new office environment, maybe a new city. Now, all these things will depend on how well in your growing years, you have developed your interpersonal skills. So even assertiveness and negotiation, all these are part of interpersonal skills. All these and are part of the interpersonal accepting skills. Accepting criticism, how to accept yes. criticism and deal yes. with it. All these are interpersonal skills. Very much part of interpersonal skills. Are you assertive? You're not aggressive and you're not submissive. Yes. The middle path, the golden path is to learn assertiveness. Where you can look anybody in the eye, talk to him without losing your temper, without breaking down and crying, and to be able to carry out that interaction with the person. Not necessarily always to your satisfaction, but to the best ability at that time. You will also have to deal with a lot of unreasonable people who will just not listen to you. But if you hold your ground, if you understand how to deal with you know, confrontation, how to negotiate in difficult situations, how to be assertive. You can, I tell you, breeze through any challenges that are going to come towards you the rest of your life. So in other words, if a teenager develops interpersonal skills, it becomes part of their behavior and they will navigate their life successfully. Absolutely. They, they can build the relationships. Yes. They build the relationships. And they have they they know how to work in a team, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. Yes, Running short of time now, Ali. Thank you so much for throwing light on interpersonal skills. Thank you. I'm sure uh, teens would have benefit will be benefited by listening to you about all these skills. And I'm sure they will start listening if they have understood what active listening. Yes. Thank you, Ali, once again. Thank you and bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you guys for listening to me. It's a very interesting topic and Dr. Ali has given you all the tips and the most important uh, interpersonal skill according to him is active listening, which I agree with him. Unless and until you listen, you cannot empathize, you cannot communicate. So please start uh, listening. And if you want to learn interpersonal skills, there are so many courses online. You can, you can attend and you can learn interpersonal skills. 
and please remember interpersonal skills are the most important skills to navigate through life thank you once again and if you like my podcast please share it with friends and write a review see you again in my next episode thank you